Hello there, Lone Star Community Radio Podcast, or YouTube listeners. We're going to get you right to the show. One second, though, I want to let you guys know the month of August is here and school is starting. Lone Star Community Radio is doing a special sponsorship uh, rate for those who want to support the community radio station here at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, if you're interested in sponsoring this show or any show on Lone Star Community Radio, please contact me, DSEK at IRLoneStar.com. Also, we're looking for guests. If you or an organization or a person or whoever wants to promote something or be on the air on any of our talk shows, email me. I am the station manager, D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com, and we'll get you on the air. Uh, coming up next is one of our shows, so please stay tuned. Thanks for checking out this podcast on Lone Star Community Radio. If you like this show or other shows on Lone Star Community Radio, make sure to subscribe to them on YouTube and iTunes and also Google Play. Uh, if you have any questions about sponsorships or being a guest on these kind of shows, make sure you email me. I'm the station manager. Hi, my name is Dick, and you can email me at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com, or you can call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Just want to let you know we're here to support Montgomery County, and I hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, Montgomery County, Texas. Conroe, Splendor, New Caney, Magnolia, Willis, New Waverly, New Caney, Cleveland, Cut and Shoot, downtown Conroe. Folks, welcome back and thank you for welcoming me back to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizadi on Lone Star Community Radio, which is Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, on the World Wide Web that Al Gore invented at IRLoneStar.com. You've also got Google Play, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera, podcast, YouTube video, YouTube channels, and Channel 12 Suddenlink. Oh, my God, that's such so much to download. This is all community for the community, right here in our community. So it's been three weeks. And kind of embarrassed to say that, but I'm not. Because there was reasons. But it's been three weeks since you have welcomed me into your car, truck, living room, office, late night podcast. Ooh, that sounds... <laughs> yeah, buddy. I'm in your late, late night podcast. Mm-hmm. I like some biscuits and mustard with that podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to sound like Eric Estes over here. Golly, what's going on with that? But folks, there's been a lot going on. Um, and I apologize that it's been three weeks. I sincerely do. I appreciate your patience. There's no words I can say to, to thank the engineers here at the studio. Dick Schistler, the station manager. You, the listeners, the sponsors actually have uh, three political campaign sponsors that are coming on board. Anybody else want to get the word out about your campaign? Come on, bring it. Got another business who's coming on board. But they slowed down a minute because they didn't know what was going to happen. So I want to thank them for their patience. But they, I talked to them the last two days. They're all in. And so many of the guests, so many of the guests that I had to cancel, Gary Bucklew, had to cancel twice. Um, Kimberly Sutton had to cancel that. Stephen Nelway, Keith Walls, 
Actually, they canceled on me, but whatever. But there was other people and other people that I wanted to line up. Um, County Commissioner Charlie Riley has been wanting to come on the show. And so I got to give him a shout out because now in the political field, everybody's trying to see if anybody's trying to one up somebody, if somebody's scared. Nope. Nope. That's one man that that uh, wants to come on and talk about state of the office and talk about stuff. And a few other ones, a few other ones. Constable Cash wants to talk about state of the office. And quite a few businesses. Championship Bull Ride is coming in October. We'll have them on soon. We've got Sounds of Texas Music Series. Mm -hmm. BJ Thomas, raindrops are falling on your head, dude. We've got Catfish Festival coming up. we got a lot going on. So, again, just want to wrap it up with thank you for your patience. Thank you for your understanding. And today, a couple of things. I'm going to tell you about my, my guest co-host today. She's a good friend of mine. She could probably do this show better than I can. And so I just want her to come in every now and then and help out, help me interview. I think it's good to have two different people talking uh, with a guest. I think it's good to have a man-woman kind of trade-off because we all know that women don't think as smart as us men. <laughs> I'm going to hurt for that one. But, um, but we're going to talk about why I've missed the last three weeks. I'm going to throw myself out there. It's not about pity. I don't need anybody to feel sorry for me because that's not what it is. But I want to see, and I want Christy to help me pick it and present it in the proper fashion. And that is that some of the life issues I've gone through and my family has gone through over the past, since June 24th, some of the things have spiraled out of control. But with a network of some family, a big network of friends, and a whole lot of God involved, we're going to be okay. We've been okay. But there's so many people that don't have a family or don't have a circle of friends. I've been in three different names, but four different hospital visits, stays with a family member in two different states in six or seven weeks. And as much as that has just blown me away, and yeah, I've had, I've had a couple of pity parties late at night. There's always somebody in the room next to my mom, my dad, my father-in-law that's got nobody. Mm -hmm. It's got nobody in there. Or somebody's in there 24-7, it seems like, and that's it. No one but them. And that man or that woman with them looks ragged and scared and lonely. And, and they just look ragged. And so I think, just when I think I've got it bad, I, I got it good with having to go through this. And the coolest thing is, by the way, folks, I'm really going to try hard not to tear up today. One of the coolest things my dad has said, and we'll get into what's going on, about what's going on with him, is maybe God's using him and his illness right now to bring others closer to God because so many people are praying for him. So many people are sending texts and phone calls. So many people are saying, hey, you need us to come sit with your wife? Hey, Nathan, does your stepmom need us to come hang out with her? So he's just thinking maybe maybe he's supposed to suffer for a while to bring people closer. Mm -hmm. That's pretty strong. It's stronger than battery acid. So 
I want you guys to meet and say hello to my special guest co-host. And when you see her, you go, oh, dude, she's better looking than you. And she's smarter <laughs> than you. Christy Leggett. Hi, how are you doing today? <laughs> how are Good. you? I am doing well. Good. Good to have you here today. Good to be here. Good to be here. Are you up for the task? Absolutely. Are Absolutely. you up for the test? Because I'm going to depend on you to help line out what I want to say. Because I have a I have a habit sometimes when I get in my my Pollyanna mode to almost go too deep, or to maybe not go deep enough because I don't want I I just don't want it to be about me. Right. Well, I think whenever we're talking, especially with topics like this, you have to show that vulnerability because that's what makes you genuine that's what makes you who you are nathan white makes people so easily relatable to you um and why they embrace you so much and i think it's important this is an important topic that we don't always address especially when we're out in public and we're networking um you never know what's going on behind the smile and so i think it's very positive to bring it to light um and to be honest about it and so However, I can help you get that message out to our listeners. I am more than happy to oblige. Thank you, because that's exactly one of the things that I noticed. And I've known this for a long time, and, and, and I learned part of this when I was lived in St. Augustine, Florida, worked for CarMax there in Jacksonville, and I did work with City Rescue Mission and Trinity Rescue Mission, and they were going through that time where the buzzword was masks, masks. We did a little play homeless people that live and going through a program did a play and it was all about different masks mm-hmm. masks and it really hit home because all of a sudden i looked at myself and i said I, i've got masks i got some masks in the closet so mm-hmm. to speak and and i never thought about it but i think we all do i think within reason that's okay yeah but i think sometimes we wear them too often when we should open up and say we need help well, I think sometimes um, you get so accustomed to wearing the mask that you almost lose who you are without one. Exactly. So now you become somebody you're not because you've worn that so long, mm-hmm. because you've taken on that persona or right. that, that whatever. But I think the other part is it is I think some people are fake. And, and I think this is the smallest part. I think people genuinely are good. I think people genuinely in their heart are great. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the negative first because I don't want to hang on it. But I think we've got friends and family that are like, oh, are you okay? I'm praying for you. Love you. Bye-bye. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what? Just kick them to the curb. Who cares? Because there's probably 90 more people that if we just give them the time to look at us a little longer or if they take the time to look at a little longer, they can go, hey, wait a minute. Christy. I asked you how you do, and you said, fine. No, you're not. What's up? Can I help? Maybe you let them in. Maybe you tell them. Or maybe they just see that reaction, and they're like, okay, I'm not going to push it, but something's up. So now the radar goes up. Now we watch you. Now we reach out to your friends or family. Or we just text you tomorrow for no reason. Say, thinking of you. Well, and you know, I think that's kind of one of the interesting phenomenon that's been um, really studied here lately with the power of social media. You know, we're we're less connected in a more connected world. And I think people are used to just kind of, you know, swiping by, scrolling down. You know, um, people feel like they've got enough burdens of their own. They're not so interested in burning themselves with others. And I think it's interesting to see the studies, to see the talks and the different perspectives that, you know, doctors, psychologists are putting on this because I think it is very true. Um, 
and it becomes a little bit easier to paint that pretty picture without really showing what's behind it. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I want to do going forward later, once we get a process here with my dad and we get a, a schedule, and I really want to schedule a week where we talk about, because it came up with, it came up when we were talking about Cam mm-hmm. and it came up one week when, when I had just gone to see him on a Sunday and, and knew that, Unfortunately, but fortunately in a way, see, that's what's weird. It's hard. People don't always get it. One of the things he said to me is, I'm just so tired. I'm not going to quit fighting, but I'm ready to meet my maker. Mm -hmm. So the pain and suffering that people, and then tied to to my wife losing her her father-in-law, tragically and unexpectedly, her mom they were married 57 years. That was her only boyfriend ever. Wow. You know? So I want to talk a whole week about recent loss slash impending loss. And then one day, the next day, I want to talk about, like, well, impending loss. Then recent loss. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the quick hurt, the now. And then people that have dealt with it later. And I think that'll that'll help a lot of people. So... Today is just because I kind of want to let people know what's going on. Well, and sometimes it's good to just kind of purge your soul a little bit, give you a fresh start, a boost of enthusiasm. And I think the response that you're going to get is you're going to find there are a lot of people that maybe have been wondering what's going on that want to show their love and support for you. And that's always nice to see. And I appreciate that too. But I hope, seriously, I really hope that what this does is, well, we'll take your prayers. Don't get me wrong. Love my dad and my stepmom all day long. Mm -hmm and my wife, but look out for your neighbor, look out for your family member. Sure. And, and start with yourself, then your family, then your friends. And and that's a big part of the discussion. So folks, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you the interesting timeline so you can piece together what's going on. And you can just see how if we don't have a circle, we're lost. You listen to Montgomery County Lifestyle, Nathan Zodder, we'll be right back. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. All righty, tidy folks, we are back. Nathan Erzada, Montgomery County Lifestyle on Lone Star Community Radio, your Conroe FM 104.5, 106.1 in downtown Conroe. I have the effervescent, ever-present Christy Leggett in the house. Good morning. Good morning again. You got a good tan going on there. Thanks. Kids have kept me busy. I don't. <laughs> Golly. My half-Mexican blood don't look half-Mexican, <laughs> does it? Orale. By the way, folks, Eric Estes is in the classroom. He has just logged into IRLoneStar.com or an app or something like that. 
He is striker directional drilling, and he's one of my best supporters um, here on Montgomery County Lifestyle, Nathan Arzati. And during the past month or so, when I've been having a little, little stuff going on, I get a text out of the blue from him. Um, sometimes he picks on me. Sometimes he wants to know how's it going. I always pick on him because he's married to a model. Well, so am I, but he's married to a model. So anyway, all right, folks, we're going to dive on in. Here's what we're doing. If you're just joining us, we're talking about my strife, not so you feel sorry for me, but so that you look at yourself, you take care of yourself, you look at your family, you look at others, and you take care of them. People are reaching out to us. We are okay. But we got to talk about taking care of others. We got to slow down. We got to quit worrying about what he said or she said or what Trump said or what congressman. Give me a break. Yeah, we need some positive energy around <laughs> Give us me every a break. day. You know what? Unless you just declared war or unless you just did something major, like, I don't know, something. But if somebody tweeted something or somebody didn't say something strong enough, I just don't care anymore. Yeah. And I can just tell you this. I know in the past month, all this local Montgomery County backdoor, backroom um, nastiness, they're all punks to me now. I don't even read it. Somebody sends me a message, did you see what this one said? Nope. Don't even want to know. Don't even care. Because if you are an elected official and you support that and you allow it, you're a scum. Don't need you. Done with you. Done with you. We got to take care of each other. We got to take care of others. We got to take care of our family. So June 24th, Friday night, my mom, my stepmom, fell at home, broke her hip. Didn't know it. Hobbled around Saturday, Sunday. Monday and Tuesday couldn't walk. So we took her to the ER. I didn't know about it until Tuesday. Take her to the ER, fractured hip, the big old ball, the mm. head, they call it, <laughs> gone. Clean through. Take her to St. Luke's, ambulance. 27th has hip surgery, replacement surgery. 29th gets discharged, goes into rehab for two weeks. Slow rehab. Was not a good recovery. She's got a lot of health issues prior to 25, 30 years. July 1st, Saturday morning, 5.30 in the morning, we get a phone call. Florida, my wife's father, dropped wasn't really cardiac arrest, was some kind of aspiration thing. They all rolled together, therefore they spiraled out of control. He went without oxygen, proper oxygen, somewhere between 4 and 15, 20 minutes. They don't oh, know wow. for sure. There was a pacemaker, so there was a pulse, but it wasn't enough. Right. Ventilator. Hardly any brain function. Brain stem had minimal activity. So they went through the first 72 hours of cooling the body and doing this and that, induced a coma. And then more 72 hours and more 72 hours. And, and so we flew up there. I could only stay four days because I knew what was going on with my mom back here and my dad. Had to get back and help them. Uh, they don't really have anybody else up here that can help out. So I had to leave my wife there and the family. And they all knew what it looked like was going to happen. But you don't really want to know what it looks like is going to happen. Especially right. when he just had his best checkup ever. Right. He was happy. He was laughing. He was joking. He was singing. He had his family gathered around. His son that lives in Atlanta and her whole family were staying over. The son that lives there nearby was all family staying over. So it was probably one of the happiest nights of his life in a long time because everybody but Jen and I were there. Yeah. So anyway, I'm back here and I am shooting Carter Moore's birthday for Jenna Moore and Tommy Moore. 
And I get a phone call. And he was gone. So he wanted to be cremated. So then they had to wait a week or a week and a half, two weeks for the doctor and this and that, whatever, to get that mm-hmm. going. So then they had a memorial service and I didn't get to go. So now while this is going on, mom's having a real slow rehab. And then my dad's not looking good. Didn't like the way he looked. Had had some other people tell me off and on that he didn't look too good. So made an appointment, got him in to see his doctor on a Thursday. And my dad was kind of blowing off some of the symptoms. I said, no, 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 no. So I put it on myself. I said, okay, dad, you're right. You're not getting winded. I'm just a goofball and you look winded to me. I just, you know, hey, doc, blame me. Just trying to get the doctor to understand what I was trying to make, get a part across. Did blood work. Saturday, around four o'clock, dad gets a phone call. You don't need to call 911, but you need to get the emergency room right now. You wow. have got a hemoglobin count of seven. Should be 12 to 14. You need some transfusions. So my dad's thinking, ah, I'll go to the hospital, get some blood, send me home. I knew better, but hey, then we'll talk about it. So that was on a Saturday. Long story progressed through. I won't bore you with each individual detail. Uh, internal bleeding. Did a couple of tests. Couldn't find it. Then they found it. And what they found was a rather large tumor uh, in his colon, in the rectal, rectal area. Biopsied. Then they did some MRIs, CAT scans, and it is... Uh, Adeno, it's either adenocarcinoma or adenocarcinoma. I hear it said both ways. Mm-hmm. But it's malignant. And fast forward again to a PET scan and fast forward again to other tests and readings. It's also in one lymph node nearby down there. And it's in four lymph nodes in the chest. It has not gone to the lung and liver. This type of cancer loves to go to the lung and the liver. And then third, the brain. So naturally, whoa, we hear the C word. Right. We're like, oh, Lord, what's going on? But... We got to keep it cool because we got to take care of my mom too. So during this time, we had friends and family. My cousin, oh my God, my cousin Gadiel, friend of my dad, Steve, and a couple other friends were always there to, to, to watch my stepmom at least half the day and be there with her in case she needs it because she was so weak while I was at the hospital for so many hours a day talking to the doctors. So we, I have no confidence in the local oncologist, caught him in some missed comments. Caught him flip-flopping. What he told us he read on his readings from the PET scan that he did were total opposite of what I read. I'm not a doctor, so I waited to see what MD Anderson said, and MD Anderson said, oh, no, it's four in the chest, not two. Um, Tried to tell my dad he didn't need to see his cardiologist because he didn't have any heart problems, even though I just told him, yes, he does. Right. Triple bypass, AFib, you know, blah, blah, blah. MD Anderson says... (laughs) We're not doing anything until we get him cleared by a cardiologist. My cardiologist says they better not do anything without clearing it with a cardiologist. So I just, there's no confidence in this dude up here. And I'm not going to call him out. If anybody wants to know, one-on-one, face-to-face, not text, not call, I'll tell you because he scares me. He really does. So while my dad was in the hospital, I started getting a hold of MD Anderson to get that path started. And all I can tell you is it's phenomenal. They are amazing. They are an absolutely amazing organization. Um, I've had, you know, the pleasure of, of getting to know Kendra over at MD Anderson. Um, and, you know, it's like the hair club for men. She's not only, a, you know, the president, <laughs> she's a client. You know, she, she works for MD Anderson, but she's a cancer survivor herself. Um, and working with American Cancer Society, obviously, you know, lots of stories. Um, 
and they do amazing work over there. Not only is that what they do for a living, no, his cancer. It's, it's a way of it's life. It's a way of life. Yeah, they're is. empathetic. Yes. They're compassionate. The first visit, we, 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 we sit down with the, the patient intake. Mm-hmm. So kind. Didn't look at my dad like, oh, got an old dude in here. That Just gets another fumbled. number. Right. Knew, okay, I've got an old dude in here, and I need to be softer, quieter, I need to explain more. Knew that I was probably nervous and scared, but the caregiver sought. Everybody has always sought my input, but they never lose factor. They'd need to talk to this man. Absolutely. Even if he's not telling them what they want right. and they need it from me, they give him the attention and the respect. Yep. Something that we lost up here at this hospital stay once or twice. Yeah. Um, years ago um, with my stepfather, whenever we were going through treatment at MD Anderson, um, you know, even though they're using terminology that was way above you know, our comprehension, they took the time to explain it, to put it in as lay terms as they could in order for us to really kind of comprehend what was going on. And, um, you know, that's, that's a challenge, but obviously it's something that they've risen to do. And and they, you know, I've, I've never known anybody that said, you know, MD Anderson just turned their back on me. Um, I think different, you know, cancers, different situations, obviously some, you know, there are other alternatives out there and not to say that they are bad or worse or better or whatever. Um, but I think it's always all in finding that right fit um, for care, for you, for your family member, for the patient, for everyone. Because I think bottom lines, we got to remember, I hear people talk about, oh, I had cancer too. And I did, oh, how come they're going to do chemo? They didn't do that on me. Right. Everybody's body is different. Absolutely. Everybody's yep. cancer different. is different. If it's the same type of cancer, it might be a different size, yep. different location. Right. One might be infected lymph nodes, one may not. Yeah. Somebody said recently, well, MD Anderson's not that great. A couple of our friends went there and they died anyway. Okay. I know two of the friends that died anyway. When it was found, it was so aggressive. Right. And Stage four, it was in several organs. Mm-hmm. It had metastasized into several other organs. But they extended a quality life and they gave them a better quality of life. Yep. So... Everybody's different. Yep. Everybody's case is different. Everybody's road is going to be different. It just, it's different. Yeah. One person can take chemo and never get sick. One person can just, I've got a friend that's in the hospital once or twice a month. It's its blowing up her body. Mm-hmm. And then I've had other friends that said, I never threw up. I never got sick. Yep. You know, so it's different. Folks, we're going to take our half hour break. Thank you, Christy, for being here and helping me talk about this. When we come back, I'm going to finish talking about the MD Anderson Road just because I don't know what we do without them, and I don't know what some of you have. I don't know how you got through what you did without them, but there's going to be somebody out there listening that probably needs them or will need them, and I hope we inspire you to go check them out. You listen to Montgomery County Lifestyle, Nathan Erzati. i got Christy Leggett as my co-host, and we'll be right back. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. 
Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. All righty, tidy folks, we are back. You're listening to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizadi, with my special co-host, Christy Leggett. I'm getting my game back. I'm getting a little pumped up now. You're helping me out. <laughs> and Eric Estes is whining like a stuck little pig over here. He's like, why'd you pick on me? Dude, you married a model. Just, you know, I'm so mean to him. Eric, if it makes you feel better, he picks on me all the time, too. <laughs> okay. I think it's his sign of endearment. Yeah. Either that or I'm a punk. Well, that too. <laughs> Okay, folks, MD Anderson. So, so I got a hold of MD Anderson while we were in the hospital. Of course, they couldn't go further with us because we were in a hospital. I guess that's considered maybe ambulance chasing or whatever. But they told me what to get ready to do. So I did. So, folks, if that ever happens to you, do your homework. Get your paper together. And I also had the hospital try to tell me that they couldn't give me copies of this and copies of that. And I said, don't even play. Don't even play. Well, it's going to take us 72 hours to a week. I said, don't even know. Yeah. No. I, no. I don't expect you to do it this minute, but we're not going to be checked out for two days. So let's start getting it going. Right. I just, I couldn't believe that. I've never had a hospital. I've never had a doctor tell me you got to wait a week to get images or you got to wait a week for, for lab results. Needless to say, I was very professional. I was very nice, but I stood my ground mm-hmm. and I was very respectful and we got it which was great because the minute he got discharged on a Friday, I went down Monday. Well, I was going to go down Monday and deliver it to him. I scanned it all in. Right. Scanned it all in, but then I did go down with the discs so they could have the discs, the images from CAT scans and MRIs. Well, and I think that that's a really good point, too, to point out that if you are facing, whether it's a cancer diagnosis, any kind of medical diagnosis, you know, take charge of your own medical care because you are your best advocate. Yep. And if you can't, then you need to get somebody. Right. Preferably a family member, close, trusted family. Somebody you trust. Uh, if you don't have a circle, find a church. Right. You know, that's one of the things Cam said to me in one of the interviews we did. And his it was in the interview that said, uh, my advice to cancer patients. And he said, find a church. Even if you don't join it and you don't want to join it, find a church that has a circle. For example, where he goes first, United Methodist Church mm-hmm. has a cancer group of survivors, and their job is to encourage each other and to find for new cancer patients right. to come into that group, and they help guide them. That's amazing. They're advocates. Yeah. So there's one place right there. Yeah. You know? So anyway, so we get down there, we get going, and everybody's just so kind. The nurse spent 30, 45 minutes with us. The PA, 30, 45 minutes. The doctor comes in and she says, before we do anything, I want to know you. I want to get to know you and your family. She wanted to know his whole life story. She wanted to know about all his kids, what he likes to do, everything. She had every record in front of her. She wasn't on the computer. She had paper and a computer. And then a nutritionist comes in and says, we're going to talk more, but here's the basics. You know, mm-hmm. 70, 90 milligrams or grams of protein a day. We'll worry about this and whatever. We've been given some advice on what kind of fiber to eat up here. Mm-hmm. Totally wrong. Did my own research, and MD Anderson was right. 
the kind of fiber that we were told to give him would help maybe possibly block him up because the colon is 74% blocked right now. Right. So that's a big risk we're looking at now before we start treatment is that he black, you know, backs up. Yeah. So then we have to go see the radiation doctor the next week, which was last week, and same thing. The nurse is in there for 30 minutes. She finds something about my dad that puts them in common, and I watched her, I watched her bring the two of them together as they had something in common. Yeah, build that bond. That's what she did. Yeah. But while they're doing this, they're building confidence. Absolutely. My dad has got so much confidence, you'd think he's ready to go play the Super Bowl and win. He's flat out says, God, God gave me this thing. He's going to walk us down this path. We're going to beat right. it. But, but now he knows they're the ones to walk him down the yeah, path. And positive attitude is so integral in overcoming things like that. It, it is amazing the, the research that has gone into how much and how positively that will affect your outcome, your treatment, your quality of life. Yep. Yep. So then the PA comes in, Shoba Pai. She's got the British accent. I think she's <laughs> Indian British accent. Oh, my God, same thing. Just our, my dad's new best friend. He was mm-hmm. grinning. He's at a radiation doctor visit, <laughs> has stage four cancer, and he's grinning. Well, that's partly just because your dad's awesome, too. Well, he's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Somebody said, you're the, you know, well, hey, Nathan, you're cool, too. I mean, the apple fell from, you know, not too far from the tree. I said, yeah, but this apple's filled with worms. <laughs> I've got a lot of worms in this apple. But, oh, my God. And then finally the doctor comes in, Dr. Del Close. Same thing. Leans forward like a car salesman, but not, you know, like a car salesman. Right. Like, like a like a pastor, right. like a counselor. Talked about the this and that. Talked about the lows of radiation, the highs of radiation. Reminds them that everybody's different. Don't get nervous and scared. But here's what we can talk about, and we'll talk more. Blah, 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 blah. So then now, tomorrow, we're going to spend about six, seven hours downtown MD Anderson. We're going for a surgeon consult, a sigmoidoscopy, and something else. We'll talk to the surgeon. He'll talk about what he sees and thinks and whatever. But ultimately, between tomorrow and next Tuesday, the 22nd, everybody will put their mix in. They're going to talk. They said sometimes we talk on the phone. Sometimes we just talk via email. Mm-hmm. But we're going to put our input. We're going to exchange ideas. And on Tuesday, the 22nd, we're going to sit down with Dr. Posad, Posad, Posadzidis. Oh, we just call her Posey. And we're going to find out the options. We're going to find out the highs, the lows, the goods, the bads. If they want him to do this and he doesn't, then we'll do this or whatever. But it's scary, but it's the scary of the unknown. Mm -hmm. And once Tuesday comes, we'll be better. And then, of course, once we start the treatments and see how it reacts, we'll be better. But I got to tell you, it's been heartbreaking. It's been Mm nerve-wracking. But it's been so cool to have good friends I've had friends that were friends that now they're just incredible. I loved my cousin before. There's a bond there now that'll never go away. Mm-hmm. He jumped in and stepped out, stepped with my stepmom in ways that can't imagine. A um, couple of family members can't get involved. I've got one, unfortunately, who him and his wife have, um, unfortunately, some cancer and some other things in their family, too, in, yeah. in them. And they live in Houston. They can't get up here, but... Constant text, constant calls, constant support. That means the world. That 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 fuels it. Absolutely. Unfortunately, there are some people who should and could be involved who choose not to. Got me pretty angry. I kind of lost it the other night. I kind of vented, sent out a text that eh, maybe I shouldn't have. 
But you know what? It felt better, and I got it off my chest, and they know how I feel, right or wrong. They know how I feel, and now I'm okay with it. Yeah. We're just going to pick it up, and we're going to go. Well, you're only human. Everybody has a, a point where, you know, the steam's got to come out somewhere. <laughs> and usually when it does, then everything can kind of simmer back down and get more manageable. But, you know, it happens to all of us. I, actually, I I felt 10 times better yeah. when I woke up the next Jennifer said, did you send that to so-and-so? I said, yep. She said, good for you. Yeah. I said, whoa, okay. So now that I've wrapped up the storyline and the story, my computer went dead, so I don't want to miss the time here. How can we, Christy, take everything I just said from it seeming like I want people to worry about me or us? Yes, I'll take the prayers for my dad and my mom. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially for Jennifer and her family, too. They actually lost their leader. Yeah. My two brother-in-laws lost their dad. They were the original Leave it to Beaver of upstate New York, you know? So they need more prayers than us right now. We've got a path to walk. We'll walk it. But how can we take some of this stuff and what can we say in the next few minutes to make a difference in other people's lives? Well, I think people need to, you know, in this in this world that we live in, I mean, every time you turn on your TV or radio or check your social media, you're going to see some bad news. There's negativity everywhere. It is so prevalent. It's just everywhere we turn, whether it's national politics, international politics, uh, just, you know, arguments between family members. Oh. and. I think people have forgotten so much of their compassion um, and you know, given everybody a little bit of understanding. And that's one of the things that bothers me so much. Everybody just takes it. It makes it so easy to disregard others. And and um, so, you know, spreading love, spreading cheer, uh, you know, like Nancy said, you know, um, you know, what, what was her quote? Um, always, always with love, you know, lead with love, do everything with love. Um, even, you know, whenever you meet a stranger, it doesn't mean that, you know, you don't have an opportunity to positively affect someone. So I think that's part of it. And to let people know that, you know, you can reach out that, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable to the right people that aren't going to take advantage of that. And go ahead. No, no, no. I just, I didn't know. No, I get, it's just cool because you're exactly right. I know that I'd be walking down the hallway of the hospital and even though I was really nervous Sad. A couple of doctors made me furious, and I had to get out mm-hmm. of the room when they left. And I'd see somebody walking with their head down, and I knew, you don't walk with your head down. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, hey, how you doing? And it's sad, but it's cool how many people looked up, startled, and smiled and said, hey, how are you? Yeah. And, it, and I kept walking, so it didn't take me anything but right. one breath of air. And then what the most cool thing about that story is, a couple of times when I was in that mode, I had people do it to me. Absolutely. And it made me realize, wow, do I look sad? Do I look mad? How come I'm not being friendlier? Right. And just that and you're not invisible. Yeah. It, it, but it made me my day. Yeah. I had a couple of people. I had one nurse. Hey, sir, how you doing? And just kept walking. I said, fine. And I turned around. I'm like, what? Yep. That just... I needed it. I know. Well, you know, and, and sometimes I think we get so involved in our own issues and what we're facing that typically there's always someone that's going through something much worse than you are. And, you know, I always try to make it a point. I'm a pretty light, positive person, um, you know, and I can be down. But if I see someone else down, then it makes me feel better to try to make them feel better. Right. And to take the focus off me. And 
I think that that's the point. We just need to start seeing each other and lifting each other up a little bit more because be amazed at what it does for you. And you hit the nail on the head of so many points we're trying to make here. Sometimes the best thing you can do is look out for somebody else. Yes. It doesn't, it do, and, and it doesn't have to mean that you go out and buy them dinner and deliver it to the house. It, it can be as little. What about the old-fashioned day of sending cards? Absolutely. Money's tight. Go to the dollar store and get two cards for a dollar. Yeah. Money's really tight. Get a piece of paper. And write a write note. Write a note. Yep. And go put it in their mailbox. Absolutely. Mail it to them. What is it, 50 cents? Yep. And I'm saying that because we received some sympathy cards about Jen's dad. Um, I received two thank you cards from people the same week. Thank you cards for something that I had done. Mm -hmm. And I've got five cards in my refrigerator. I can't remember the last time I had five yeah. cards. I'm not taking them down. Absolutely. Anybody sent me a card in the last couple of months know that it meant something to me. Yeah. It's on my refrigerator. And there's a great program <laughs> called Send Out Cards where you can actually do that and schedule it and customize it and do all these things. And, it, you know, it's almost like a lost art. I, you know, I tell my kids... Uh, you know, they, they have friends that live across the miles and they email back and forth or Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, you know, just take a couple minutes, write them a little note. Let's go mail it because it's just tremendous what that will do. Yeah. Yeah. And then really be aware of, of what's going on. One thing I didn't tell you guys, maybe you picked up on it is Jennifer hasn't been here since July 2nd. Don't know if she's coming back in the next two, three, four weeks. Don't know. Don't know what's going on. So so I've been kind of batching it alone. So I want to hit this. There's some days that I eat good and healthy, <laughs> and there's some days I don't, and I know better. I know that I have to take care of myself. So we got to touch on that. Yeah. If you're the sole caregiver, regardless of whether you have a little help or a lot of help, you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. I've gained weight because I don't eat right, mm -hmm. but I'm eating junk. Mm -hmm. I'm not exercising. Mm -hmm. I haven't been to Fearless Boxing Gym. Nancy, James. All you guys over there, Augustine, I miss you. I, I need to start coming back. An hour every other day is not going to hurt me. It's going to help me. So that's going to help you out there. Mm -hmm. Don't don't give up on it. You can't take care of anybody else if you're not taking yeah. care of yourself. That's like when you're on the plane, put the oxygen max mm -hmm. on yourself first before somebody else. And I'm just not sleeping good. Night before last, I got seven, seven and a half hours sleep nonstop. Oh, my God, it was awesome. Yeah. But I also know that even though I wake up a bunch or even though I wake, fall asleep on the couch... I need to set a schedule and I need to, I need to, to, to sleep better. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm saying that to others out there, we can't give ourselves excuses because I'm giving myself some excuses and I'm taking them. Yeah. It's an easy, I think it's an easy thing to do. And then you get in a cycle of, you know, giving yourself permission to let things go. Yep. And before you know it, you're, you know, just kind of in this stagnant spot. Nobody, nobody likes stagnant ponds. No. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I, oh, I am. I'm a stagnant pond. Wow, I'm, I'm so proud of you. I can't God. wait to tell Jen that you're like bathed and look fresh. I got a haircut got a and haircut. I shaved. <laughs> now, the yard, it needs to be mowed. Oh, my God, I got to get off my butt and do it. And then my dad's got a house. I got to go mow somewhere else. But um, inside a vacuum, I vacuum twice a week. Yeah. Uh, I did some laundry last night. I fold them up and hang them up right away. That's good. Fold the towels. I'm out of toilet paper. That's a serious problem that you need to well, take I, care of. I had to get the roll of paper towels. <laughs> TMI, folks. TMI. Oh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. And uh, I'm, oh, I'm puppy sitting. I didn't tell you. I've been, I'm going to puppy sit from the time I got them to the time their mama gets home to pick them up. will be 22 days. 
See, that's that's <laughs> therapy, though. That's, no, it's that's, not. That's, I gotta go home therapy. and run them out every four or five. Yeah, but that's that's good love. Puppy love's awesome. Yeah, but my my little black cat, she's the one. Yeah, I think my Bevo channeled through Sweet Pea. So what else? What else about all this can we can we leave some people with? We've got a few more minutes, and I want to leave people with something from my story. I, again, folks, not about me, but does somebody need something out there? Message Montgomery County Lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Call me, text me. Um, Cindy Hawkins has a, a father-in-law in the hospital, not looking good. I just found out this morning, my God, I didn't know it. Fred Dietz is gone. I just, I, I, I didn't know. Yeah. I just saw him a week or two ago, it seems like. And another friend, Leslie, won't go into detail. Mess, you, mm-hmm. you were here when we talked about it. Her mom had a really, really bad stroke. Things are really bad, but... They don't want to put it on Facebook, but but she messaged me. She's praying for me, and she's hurting. Yeah. So there's somebody. There's a there's the mask. Yeah. There's the mask. Does anybody out there know somebody like that? Ask them. To my friend Leslie, if you're listening, reach out to somebody. You don't have to put it on Facebook, but make sure you're surrounding yourself with people. Yeah. I'm busy, but I can find an hour. We can meet for you know Coffee, some, lunch, some some joe's something. joe's yeah. italian or, or lubies lubies is a great one right. i love lubies but reach out don't yeah. go it alone i think people need to just I, I think it's just it's hard people can make the excuse you know oh i don't have time we all use that excuse all the time and you know i'm, I'm a wife i'm a mother of two i'm you know believe in community involvement i'm you know i work full time um and it's hard to find time unless somebody says i need you and i will make every bit of time that i can and that's something that a lesson that i know that my kids are watching too that you know if they see me not making time for others including them then that's what they're going to expect when they grow up and i don't want them to be that way you have to have that sense of compassion you have to help others you have to constantly be willing to give a little bit of yourself whether it be time or money or energy or even just prayers you know it's like we were talking about it takes no time to lift someone up in prayer mm-hmm. um you know i had a vendor call me the other day having to reschedule an appointment because she had a crisis come up um and i said you know well wh- what's your husband's name because when i pray for people i like to pray for them by name and and i think it shocked her a bit but you know that's the thing it's you know when you say you're gonna say a prayer for someone do it doesn't take any time but you never know what kind of amazing blessing that you're going to be sharing with someone else. Yep. Um, and, and that's what we need to do. Because we're commanded to do that. Absolutely. For and others and ourselves. Yeah. And then don't forget to say thanks. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, and let's face it. Most of us are pretty bad about equal. Please give me this. Please help this person. And then going back and saying thanks. Mm-hmm. But I want to hit Facebook real quick. And it's a pet peeve of mine. And I'm probably overreacting. But it's my heart, and I'm going to say this, because maybe somebody will, will learn from this. You see, somebody's father's in ICU. You see, my family needs prayer. You see, John was in a car wreck, but he's okay. You see, unknown prayers. I even had somebody say, well, that's stupid just to put that. You know what? Whatever. That's what they felt comfortable doing. They're right. seeking help. So don't type, praying for you. I got gotcha. you. Got it. I've seen people type that in and never do anything. And I've sat there and watched them do that. My suggestion is Five seconds. Five seconds. And you and I said this before. God don't know what's going on in Christy's life. Don't know what her need is. Don't know how bad it is. But man, oh man, would you just would you just fix it? Would you show him your guidance, your strength, your will? Amen. Mm-hmm. That was five seconds. Yep. 
and then go on. Now, if it makes you feel good or if you think it makes that person feel comfortable, tell them, I just did that for you. Right. Or thank you for letting me. Or don't say anything. It's okay. Some people don't always need to see it as long as you do it. Yep, I agree. I, I think we're sometimes we, and, and I've been there, I've reacted to something because I wanted people to see my reaction. Right. And that's not right. That's not right. Yeah. So we're going to be leaving here in about a minute. Oh, wow. That went fast. Yep. So we're going to come back and wrap up. But before we do, I want to remind everybody that this weekend, Texas Taco Tequila and Margarita Festival, noon to 10, downtown Conroe, Heritage Plaza. Do we still have tickets here? We have free tickets? Okay. I'm going to get some free tickets here. I thought I saw them here. At Lone Star Community Radio. Tacos, people. Oh, I know there's free tickets next door at Conroe Coffee. There you go. Free tickets at Conroe Coffee. Tacos. 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 I'm supposed to be a taco judge, by the way. I know. That's a great job to have. Then you've got Sounds of Texas Music Series, August 26th, B.J. Thomas. Mm -hmm. The B.J. Thomas. Prior to that is a free community party, street party, out front, blocked off streets, food trucks, Josh Fuller. Our buddy Josh, man. Music, beer, wine, soft drinks. Then you've got Championship Bull Riding coming October 7th. Watch Facebook for all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Blow it up. Get involved. Catfish Festival's coming. Championship Bull Riding and Catfish Festival are partnering up to kind of help promote each other. A lot going on. Yep. Go to Montgomery County Lifestyle and follow me. Like me. Christy, if you see her out and about, give her a hug. But folks, Eric wants to know who BJ Thomas is. None of your business. <laughs> so I want to thank you, Christy. My pleasure. We do have to leave. Is there anything you want to leave them with? I want you to leave everybody with well, something. Well, I want um, everybody to know that um, to have a great first week back at school for those that are starting back, to all of our teachers, administrators, I am praying for all of you, and I really mean that. Um, and just know that there's always love out there. Nathan Erzot in Montgomery County Lifestyle on Lone Star Community Radio. We've got MD Anderson, and we've got Stress Test Thursday and Friday. It'll be a replay, but I'm working on Christy to be my co-host so we don't lose it. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.